wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the and Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening. To you are listening to you are listening. Then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? Zach from the Wrestling Delicious Podcast here, and welcome to episode 246 of YLP Podcast. So glad you guys are here with me on this Friday, and I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, your wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for staying on this episode of the podcast, and as always, y'all, I agree and truly appreciate it. Thank you guys for checking out this episode. It is Friday, and of course, y'all know what that means. A brand spank new episode of Life the Views, where I can talk about last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Break it all down. Give me the top five points. I think everyone needs to be. Uh, Focus on as we go into the go home episode next week for AEW All Out. Hope everybody's having a great Friday. I actually had a solid Friday at work today. Got home, smashed some pizza. Because you know, I'm just fatty like that. Games though. Games. Um, <laughs> I'm preparing my uh, last bit of cheap meals uh, for hopefully the gym uh, ban gets lifted from our very, very special non okay, he's fucking retarded. Governor, Governor Phil Murphy, uh, apparently is lifting uh, the ban, kind of, sort of, on uh, gyms in the state of New Jersey. Um, for those of you who live in the New Jersey area, just in case you don't know or you just don't give a shit, um, as of September 1st, Murphy apparently is looking at the man on gyms, uh, 25% capacity, and you must wear a mask. See how well that works out. So I'm getting all the in I can, because once, if, and if it's legitimate that the, uh, Fitness, uh, fitness center in my apartment complex is open when I actually go in there on this coming Wednesday, then I'm going to go. If not, well, I'm, I'm going to have some words with you. here nor there, and I digress. Again, I hope you guys had a great Friday. Hope you are done with your work day. Hope you're just chilling, enjoying your day. With vaccine showing as we head into the weekend. Uh, for those of you uh, out there who have been in the uh, midst of Hurricane Laura, 
Hope you guys are safe. Uh, any, I know we just went through uh, Louisiana, uh, tag with the Texas, going up Arkansas. I know Tennessee, and you know, we're expecting over here in this particular piece to be catching the last bit of wrath from now toward Tropical Storm Laura. Uh, at least tomorrow night, we're supposed to be feeling a bit of that wrath and it should be gone by Sunday morning. So if you are in the path of that right now, please do stay safe. Please stay indoors if you can. Get out if you can. If you're already in the midst of it, please, again, stay safe. And uh, my thoughts are with you guys. Um, luckily, my family it lives in Texas. And they didn't really catch any of it, um, which is which I'm thankful for. Um, but I know we're going to catch a bit of a bit of rain this Saturday, so yeah, that's going to be great with that. But enough of all that talking, rambling nonsense. We got to get into brass tacks before we get into light the fuse. And this portion of the program is brought to you by the revamped Teespring store. Yes, my store on Teespring has been revamped in the entirety. Uh, Wrestle Addict Radio's Teespring stores have been revamped, and I am literally looking at it right now, and it is looking all kinds of sexy and clean. All types of clean, because ain't nobody dope as us. Yeah, we so fresh and clean. Woo! Telling you. So, now, I know you've been over to teespring.com slash d-y-l-p-collection. Now, you might want to revamp that. You may now head over to, make sure you want to write this down, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lions, no apostrophe, dash perspective. That is the new Teespring store over there. I'm looking at it right now. It looks effing fantastic. Um, they absolutely nailed it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to name names, but I know who actually did it. And shout out to you, my mans, for getting this looking all types of clean. I'm looking at the collection right now. It's really broken down much better. You can look at all the products. You can look at all the apparel, of course, for men, women, and uh, for the young lions out there. And it's set up in a different apparel. Uh, unisex men's t-shirts, women's hoodies, sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and babies. Because, you know, we over here at YLP care about we for the kids. Women's athletics. You got mugs, wall art. For your, you got stuff for your bath, accessories. And, of course, y'all know we got the face masks, stickers. Uh, the bags, and of course, y'all know we got to get them YLP socks popping. Get them clean things, you know. All over there, newly revamped, all that good stuff. And patrons, y'all know, so shout out to all my patrons. Y'all know y'all get 15% off every single time you go to the YLP store. Using that wonderful exclusive code that you got over there. But I can't tell you what it is unless you're a patron. But I'll discuss how you can do that in the next segment. But make sure you head over to the now, teespring.com slash forward slash stores forward slash young dash lions dash perspective and check out all the merch i got over there again men women young young cub young cubs out there it looks clean it's a, it's a very clean it looks a lot better actually like just looking at it from top to bottom looks very damn good new new uh banner up there looking all types of clean i got that on my twitter now it looks good it looks all types of great um, I am in love with this, and it, I think it's, I think it's actually going to make things much easier for you guys. Breaks down into uh, several different categories, so you can easily know what you're looking for. And when you do get said merchandise, make sure you hit me up on my uh, social media, and I'll um, actually give you guys that at the end of today's episode today, so you can tag me, and I can put you on to our hashtag Fashion Friday. Uh huh. Over on Wrestle Addict Radio, and we can uh, enjoy your magnificence for the day. 
So make sure you head over there, check out the check out the new revamped store. Get yourself some merch today. Let us get into light the fuse. Let us break down the top five things I think I think personally you need to keep your eye, you know take away from last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Starting off, the the most important thing we should take away from last night's episode, the fans make the return to AEW, and they sure as hell made an impact on last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, fans are back. Not in full capacity, but at 10%, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. If all goes well down in Daly's place, It'll be up to 25, and so on and so forth. But in terms of professional wrestling, fans really help create the energy of professional wrestling. It's the lifeblood. Without fans in the in the arena, I mean, you can only do so much. And a lot of people I know, you know, with this new so-called pandemic era that we are in right now, it has really forced... Uh, all the promotions, mostly WWE and AEW, um, to try and get somewhat creative, but without the fans, the energy really isn't as prevalent, or wasn't prevalent as it was, you know, when fans were in the buildings. Last night, though, AEW was given the go-ahead to be at at least 10% capacity. Um, I'm not sure how how many seats Daly's place holds, but 10% regardless does make a difference. It really did last night. I was just very blown away with how, I mean, for, for, you know, when you miss something for a little while, it's kind of like, you know, food, right? I hadn't had pizza in about two months, if I'm not mistaken. I could have, it could have been longer. I could I know I hadn't had pizza in two months. I had pizza today. I missed eating pizza. It was quite glorious, and I enjoyed every last bite of it. I ate four pieces. I'm a fatty. Sue me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we did miss the fans. I, I believe we did miss the fans. And what made it so, what, what made it just there in that moment was when Chris Jericho actually came out to begin the show. And we were about to, we were about to begin the uh, tag team gauntlet between uh, the National Nightmares um, versus the Young Bucks to begin the uh, four-team tag team gauntlet. And you could just hear, you know, of course, Juice playing in the background. Chris Jericho comes out. They then stop the music as they always do, and you just hear the crowd singing along to Judas. And I, you could tell Jericho was literally taking it all in. In that he was drink, he was drinking it in, man. He was, he was literally drinking it in. And I missed that. I really did, you know. I really did miss that. And I was just, you know, I just smiled. I just smiled a really big smile. I was thoroughly pleased with just. In, I took it in that moment. I stopped everything I was doing. Just to listen to that. And it just really made you thankful for, you know, fans there. And I'm sure the people that were there in attendance will never forget that moment. You know, being part of that, like, first run of fans, being in the building. Of course, social distancing, had to wear masks, or they weren't allowed to be in the building. Um, Temperature checks, if I I remember correctly, they were were talking about that. 
But it was just really cool to see even just fans, you know, singing Judas, chanting during um, the Moxley MJF um, contract signing. And we'll talk about, we'll discuss that a little bit later on. Um, just having them boo and cheer and all this stuff. And just hearing the crowd. Like I said, it was just limited fans, but still. It was just in that moment, just enjoyable. And I was just thoroughly pleased with the, just having that there. Because, again, without fans, it's not as energetic, I would say. And I'm sure the AEW roster was really upping, upping their game for last night, knowing that the fans were going to be there, knowing that they were going to be there. And I was just so happy to just have them there. We'll see how it goes. I mean, right now, I believe it's just 10% in uh, Florida right now, for right now. Uh, if all goes well, if numbers go right, as they say, quote unquote, um, the number will be up at 25 and so on and so forth. But still great to see you know, them there. Fantastic. I loved it. And, you know, I think they'll be just fine uh, having fans there. It was it was just wow. It, I mean, you tend to miss it. You tend to miss a lot of it when, you know, you, you're not, you don't have it for quite some time. And it was good to have them back. It was good to hear it. You know, the booze, the cheers, and all that stuff. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, I'm sorry, I was in the moment for that. Moving right along, though, and I think the fans actually played a lot into this moment here early on in the night. John Moxley and MJF. This is literally what I wrote down. I wrote this, these, uh, these four or five points down last night. John Moxley and MJF gave us a master class on what heel and babyface work should look like when it is presented properly. Now, we all know, going into last night's episode, that MJF and John Moxley were going to do the contract signing. So, we get everything going. He makes his, MJF makes his way down to the ring in a walker, after being dumped on his head a couple times with the, uh, with the um, paradigm shifter, if you will. Gets to the ropes. Moxley gets his entrance. Comes comes from the stands. Of course, fans go on bananas. Has his own copy of the contract. Gets uh, MJF and the rest in the ring. Now, MJF's lawyer, of course, reminds everyone that the, the contract is to ban the double arm DDT, or as we like to call it around the world here, uh, the paradigm shift. So, MJF signed it and says, it's that easy. Moxley, of course, double-checks it. MJF says, we've seen a million contract signings in wrestling. Ten out of ten times it ends in physicality. But Jonathan, as much as I would love to slap off that side smirk over you attacking like a gutless coward, trying to end my career, I won't. Because unlike fans start cheering, of course it goes, but uh, MJF got dumped on his head. And I'm sure Phoenix <laughs> AEW over there on the Twitter was loving every second of that. Shout out to Phoenix AEW. Again, great follow on Twitter. 
make sure you follow her. She she like she is a bigger AEW fan than I, and follows the Being the Elite stuff too. So if you want to stay in the know with everything that's going on in terms of storylines, she is a solid solid follow on Twitter. So. MJF has to speak louder now, saying, I can separate business from emotions. So please, practice social distancing. Kind of like your hairline right now. Eh, funny. You'll get there one day, after you hit puberty. Nice little shot there. uh, MJF continues on saying, "You, you talk rather eloquently for someone from middle America. Not that it says much. And you're sharp. Like a marble. But I want to admit, I have to admit, everyone wants to see this match. Since it was announced, fans have been clamoring for Dictator John versus MJF. But I just don't get the hype of this one-trick pony. Ooh, look at me, I'm John Moxley, I'm crazy. But after watching you, I've realized you're really good. That's why fans love you, right? Fans like you because you're a badass. In fact, I remember when Mike Tyson was here and watching one of your matches. Tyson pointed and said in front of everyone, I wouldn't want to be in a dark alley with that guy. That's powerful. And neither would I, really. No one in their right mind would. But sadly, at All Out, it won't be an alley. It'll be a wrestling ring. And bad neck or not, that is where you are in danger. I am a pro wrestling prodigy. And on September 5th, of course, fans, fans, I love you, but come on, I'm talking. I will systematically take you apart, target your weakness, and use every single part of the ring to my advantage with the same steady hands as a brain surgeon. And do you know what happens next? You'll panic. You're not a wrestler, but a glorified goon. You will try to get me to fall into the same track as everyone else, going outside of the ring and into your territory. You want me on the floor by the steps the railing, because that's all you know. All you studied and idolized were guys like the Sandman, New Jack, John Zandig, and Onita. You know, hot garbage. I easily took offense to all four of those. I felt some type of way about that, especially Onita, because honestly, Onita would literally murder you. Figuratively. Continuing on, though, the guys I studied were wrestlers. Buddy Rogers, Ernie Ladd, and Tully Blanchard. And because of that, I have too high of a high, a ring IQ to play your game. I will keep you in the ring like a dog on a leash and beat you like the dog you are. The fanboys will be calling ASPCA because it'll be too late. At the end of All Out, I will have Pretty Platinum, the most important title of all professional sports, and become our AEW world champion. We deserve better. But John, if you think you're so good and are a better wrestler, I can't wrap my brain around how you think you need your one little move. Does anyone else get it? Unless you aren't man enough to beat someone without the paradigm shift. If that's the case, maybe you should tell your hot little wife that I'm single. Moxie stands up, and of course, his louder shouts at him, stay back or get sued. Harm a hair on MJF's head and will sue. Sign the contract or get sued. Moxley just comes over. Sit down, dickwad. 
Same for Flex Magazine over there. Calm yourself. Calm down. Should I sign this contract? Well, I'm no lawyer, but it's pretty simple. Do I need the paradigm shift to beat you? No. But do I want to dump you six or seven more times on your head? Yes, very much. Do I want to give you permanent neck damage? Kind of. Because I'm not like you. What you want to do is take away my most dangerous weapon. But what you're forcing me to do is get creative. You're forcing me to think out of all the limbs I could snap or all the way I could choke you until you're blue and pass out. I'm thinking of all the ways I could hurt you. Now, I don't want to get sued. I don't know any lawyers. One public defender. But I think he's in jail. So then he signs the contract. As he does it, he says, well, remember two things. Nothing you say matters and nothing I sign matters. Because it all out, you're a dead man. And of course, MJF's crew celebrates the fact that, uh, you know, he signed it. He can't use the paradigm shift. They're going crazy calling him an idiot. You know, lawyer saying that when this is all over, maybe I'll represent you because, boy, you did you do the stupidest thing you've ever done? Yeah, good business. And no one broke the table. And thanks for being reasonable about my amendment, amendment on page 17. That was clutch. Wait, what? It's rare that you see a babyface get one over on a heel, but this was actually quite clever on Moxley's part because there are apparently only 16 pages to the contract. And Moxley has to tell MJF's lawyer the most important thing about contracts, period. They didn't read that? They didn't teach you that? Never sign something without reading it. Because you see, next week... It's a tune-up match. Me versus you, Mr. Lawyer, Mark, whatever your fucking name is. And if you don't show up, Bonehead MJF doesn't get his title match. And in the match with your lawyer, the paradigm shift will be legal. Wear a helmet. Maybe I, mean, maybe I can be a lawyer. Thank you, AW. Good night. Moxley got one over on MJF just a week before (laughs) All Out. Clever boy. Clever boy. Now, we did sign the contract in full, stating that the paradigm shift can and must not be used. But I'm sure MJF has a million other things he can use. Uh, That doesn't mean he can bring back his old finishing move, old Dirty Deeds. That he used to use back in the day. Still one of the cleanest moves in the game. When he does it, of course. But yeah. So. Next week on AEW Dynamite. If his lawyer does not show up. MJF loses his shot. At becoming AEW World Champion. That, I have to say, is quite clever. From the current AEW world champion. Let's get into the tag team gauntlet match for a moment. Now, we all know FTR 
are now the number one contenders to the AEW World Tag Team Championships and will get their shot against Hangman Page and Kenny Omega next Saturday night at All Out, and which honestly should be an absolute banger. One more time for the folks in the back. Banger. Fire matchup, right? It's going to be lit. Lit, 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 lit. Y'all know what it is. And so this is what I actually wrote down. Hangman Page screwed over the Young Bucks in the four-team tag team gauntlet. And Nick and Matt kick the man out of the elite in the same night. It was at the point of the program where we had Young Bucks versus Best Friends in Stage 2 of the um, 14 Gauntlet. They had already beaten the uh, Natural Nightmares to move on to the second round. Second portion of the program, I should say. Hmm. Which wasn't that bad. It wasn't that actually bad, because it's uh, really fun. But the most important... But uh, After a draping DDT, uh, they go for the two count. It gets the two count out of that. It looks like... Oh, of course, Matt hits the gut wrench on uh, Trent. Nick looks like he was going for a... Uh, some interesting, uh, I think it's the Indie Taker, or maybe the Melter Driver, I'm not sure which. But Hangman Page comes out of nowhere, comes from the crowd, and grabs Nick's foot. That allows Trent to victory roll out of the tombstone, because they were going for the uh, Indie Taker. Best friends eliminate the Young Bucks. I think that is the biggest, one of the biggest stories to come out of this. But in the end, um, well, two things. One, F- Tully Blanchard is now with FTR, which is Four Horsemen Incoming, um, which is going to be which would be dope as fuck. And of course, in the end, um, let me see here. I'm trying to think of where they're at. Uh, you know, Chuck Clutching on the bad leg after uh, he get, uh, Chuck gets the um, jawbreaker. Trent boots Cash down until he gets on the apron. Trent slugs Dax, Cash trips Trent up, then gives Trent uh, a snap suplex on the floor. Grabs uh, Chuck grabs Cash, Dag chop blocks Chuck, working on that knee, looming over Chuck. Drags Chuck over, tags in Cash, goes for the Indian Deathlock, stomps out the knee, bringing back an old move from their old NXT days, which is clutch move right there. Dax gets the tag back in, goes for the trailer hitch, the inverted figure four. Chuck E.T. tries to go to the ropes, but he can't make it. The pain was just too much, and he is forced to tap, allowing FTR to win the gauntlet by submission and become the number one contenders to the AEW World Tag Team Championship. But the shock move is that Hangman screwed the Bucks, and we understood, and then we got a little more speculation as to what happened later on that night. When we had, I believe, uh, Hangman in the back. Hangman's at the bar chilling. Dasha finds him. She asked him why he cost the Bucks their match. Bucks Storming immediately wanted to get one of the answer for themselves. Why, Hangman? You afraid to face us again? You insecure? Who are you? Who are you anymore? You pushed yourself to this point. 
We wanted you to be our friend. But you kept thinking it wasn't good enough. You were always good enough. All we wanted was a friend. There was a point in time when you were a jobber. A jobber. But this is even worse. It's about that time so someone told you the truth. You're nothing but a drunk. Matt takes the drink and throws it right in his face. Matt's not done. Since November, you've been asking for it. We've been clinging on to something that doesn't even exist anymore. You didn't want to be our friend, didn't want to be in the elite, but the elite was hanging on to something that wasn't there anymore. And now, you, this is what you wanted. So we're done. You're out of the elite. They kick Hangman out of the elite. They slam the door and it cracks the mirror. Hangman just simply looks at himself. What symbolism that actually is. Quite wonderful symbolism. Hangman is technically, in a sense, a broken man. A shell of himself, I guess you could say. He was part of the elite. Or his former Bullet Club member, if I remember, if I, say, if I remember correctly. And riding high... First, be part of the first ever AEW World Championship match with Chris Jericho. And really was doing the damn thing as a member of the elite. All of a sudden, the drinking got a hold of him. Over time, it started to affect them. Now he became AEW Tag Team Champions with Kenny back in February in the Rock and Roll uh, Rager. And, you know, had, had a match of the year candidate in the Young Bucks with the Young Bucks, and ended up defending the titles ever since. Now, all of a sudden, his actions now are at a point where both Nick and Matt couldn't take it anymore. How will this affect him and oh, Kenny going into next week's all-out pay-per-view? He's out of the elite, and now he has to tag with a member of the elite. With the tag team titles on the line against FTR. There's so many factors that go into that match. Think about it. He's now kicked out of the elite. He's a broken man, a shell of himself. He has to team up with Kenny Omega, who is a member of the elite. And I would say he says, very good friend. Well, Kenny does. And now also he's been buddy-buddy with FTR for ever since they joined the, the AEW roster. And, you know, they've been sharing beers, all this stuff. Maybe I got it wrong with Kenny and, and Hangman. Now, back in February, I stated that Omega versus Page was going to happen at All Out as a bold prediction for this year. Now, unfortunately, that bold prediction will be as of next Saturday, incorrect, given the fact that Paige and Omega will be defending those championships against FTR. But I've always had had that notion, and a lot of people, have, you guys have noticed this, and you've known this, if you follow the bouncing ball, there was going to be a moment where Hangman was going to turn on Kenny at some point. Maybe it wasn't that Paige was going to turn on Omega. 
before All Out. And maybe I should have been thinking about maybe Paige turns on Omega at All Out. Thus completing the Four Horsemen. Well, the new version of the Four Horsemen. FTR, Sean Spears, and Hangman Page. At this point, it would only make sense. It makes all the sense in the world now. Because think about it. All Outs, they're technically their biggest show of the year. This is their WrestleMania, in a sense. You know? So maybe they were waiting until All Out to make the move for Hangman to turn on Kenny. Thus screwing the team over. Thus helping FTR become the new tag team champions. I think that would be the case. Now, I've always stated Paige would always turn on Omega. I have stated this. Maybe it was supposed to happen at All Out. Instead of before. And when that does happen, that will be quite a moment at All Out. Because I guarantee you that is going to be a proper heel turn for Hangman. It was always going to happen. We knew this. But it was just a matter of when. If it was already there. It was just a matter of win. So, all out, maybe they pull the trigger then. Because you're going to need at least a good story going into full gear in November. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. But I think that's where we're leading to now. Because once we get past all out, we're pretty much setting on the one on the road to full gear in November. So I guess maybe I was two months too early. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Now I actually wrote this question down. This is a this is a thought thing. Um, is there a possibility of a relationship between AEW and NWA? Think about it. I was listening to the Solid Monsters. Um, Excuse me. AEW review last night. Excuse me. And he was talking about a little bit of it. You know, with, you know, Thunder Rosa now challenging Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship at um, All Out next Saturday night. It was Ricky Starks, former uh, NWA um, television world television champion. Zicky Dice, apparently, working on AEW. Uh, dark. A lot of the a lot of the NWA guys and ladies have been working on AEW, and we know right now NWA Power isn't really going on right now. Everything about that, maybe because because we don't we honestly don't know the future right now of uh, NWA Power. We really don't. We don't know if the NWA will continue. We don't know anything. We don't know what's going on with NWA right now. I love Power. I think Power is a very solid show. I think, you know, we think all this has the world's uh, champion. 
you know, doing the damn thing. It's fantastic. Uh, I believe Willie Mack, as far as I uh, know, uh, Aaron Rex, I think, may have been the national champion, as, as far as I know. Last I checked. Uh, but I haven't really kept on it as much. But Thunder Rosa, NWA Women's World Champion, challenging for the Women's World Championship for AEW and Akaro Shida. That's going to be an interesting matchup. That's going to be an interesting matchup. And again, you're starting to see AEW guys come over. You know, Ricky Starks, Zicky Dice. I wouldn't be surprised if any more names start coming over from NWA, given the fact that NWA is not working right now. So, maybe Corgan and Khan come together, work some things out, start having a little bit of a working relationship. Know what I'm saying? Know what I mean? I think it could be very nice to look at. It could be very interesting. And I think with some of the, and I, I, you got to think with the women's division too, uh, Marty Bell. I think Melina was part of it. Allison Kay. With that cute butt. I am just a man. I am merely just a man. But I know a good booty when I see it. And Marty Bell and Allison Kay, Lord help me. I need to go to church on Sunday. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I am just a man. I'm merely just a man. Assume it. But it wouldn't hurt to maybe have some NWA talent cross over to AEW right now, given the fact that there's nothing much, not much going on with NWA right now. We don't know if they're coming back, when they're coming back, if they're going to be coming back, what the deal is. We don't know. We honestly don't know. That's the big $64 million question. Will NWA Power even come back? And if it doesn't come back, what does that mean for the rest of the roster of NWA? They're all going to be free agents. Eddie Kingston just came over. I mean, Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston is a solid monster. Pretty solid promos. Pretty solid promos. Can't go wrong with that. I don't know. I think it's just something we should think about. Nothing too crazy. Just, I just wanted to throw it out there. A little something, something to, you know, get your brain going for the weekend. Something to think about. And if you think, you know, if, if you have an idea, maybe, you know, maybe you have some sort of idea, if that's a possibility, let me know. Hit me up with a voice message. We can keep this discussion going. But I want to end, light the fuse this week. It's finally time to start putting some respect on the Dark Order's name. I said it. I say it again. It is time to start putting some respect on the Dark Order's name. It's time. It really is. It's time. For real. I mean, given the fact, yeah, Brody Lee, the exalted one himself, a little bit crazy. All right? We know he's nuts, but look at what he did to Cody last Saturday. Look at what that man did. I see the highlights. I synced it. I synced it. Cody got wrecked in record time. Cody wasn't ready for that. Cody didn't know what time it was. Brody Lee did. Brody Lee knew exactly what time it was. 
It was beat down time. Ass whooping time. Beat that dude in minutes and took that television championship away from Cody. Beat the man. Like a punk bitch. It was painful. I uh. But I think now we're starting to see what the Dark Order is starting to become. You know. Brody Lee running shit. Shut shit down. All that good stuff. And they're still, you know, in numbers. You know, the heads in the ring. Coca Band is smiling. Evil Uno has a mic. They bring out a casket. Stu Grayson and the number squad. Set down on stage. Uno states, the Dark Order has been on cloud nine. Since last Saturday's AEW Dynamite. I have never, ever been this happy. Stu went out of his way and bought two of the most beautiful vehicles on his dream list. Those both being Snapper brand Marty Mowers, for some damn reason. The Exalted One bought not just two lawnmowers, or even three, or four, or five. And Alex Rendles adds a sixth. Six of the most exceptional riding mowers known to man now belong to us. This is as much a celebration of championship gold as it is a celebration of this casket. This represents them, us, bidding farewell to the man known as Cody. Where, oh, where is Cody? They open the casket. There he is. I lied. It was Preston Vance, number 10, with a pretend American Nightmare neck tattoo. Joking as usual. Throw away that ugly Nightmare family tracksuit and close the lid. They close it. Symbolizing the Nightmare family is now dead. The story is over and they are buried to make a way for a new king of wrestling. Out comes the new TNT champion. Holding the title high, brand new suit. Anna Jay walking with him. Looking, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everyone getting high fives and all that good stuff. Colt shaking Brody's hand. Stu getting a hug. Brody telling Tony Schiavone to get his ass in the ring because he's going to do some uh, conversation. He leads the way. Shivani joins him. Shivani states, and of course introduces the TNT champion, Mr. Brody Lee. And to be honest, I can't see anyone taking the title from you, especially with this group behind you. I want us all to look back to December 2019. While each and every one of these men was laughed at and ridiculed by people like you. I felt I was in prison at home because of those same people. Referring to WWE, real shit. That's not kayfabe, that's real shit. But what I say, I will. And just a week and a half ago, I told Cody that the goal was coming home with me. But I did give Cody back the old belt. Smack. Just like that. Dark Order chanting behind him, Cody sucks. And Brody pointing out the symbolism. We buried the Nightmare family and there's not a soul that could stand up to me. No more open challenges. No more indie wrestlers getting TV time on my watch. And Cody, you are never, ever getting the title back. Channing, you deserve it. Shut up. I, I think it's time to introduce... The newest member of the Dark Order family. This is Anna J, number 99, the great one, 
and the Queen Slayer. John Silver speaks up, saying he's been celebrating your win since Saturday. I just want to say that you're the man. Brody takes one piece for talking too much. Yells at Reynolds to pick him up. Tells Shivani to leave, telling Silver to stand in line. There is not a soul on earth that can touch me. We are the hottest act in pro wrestling. I am the hottest champ in pro wrestling, and there is nothing anyone can do about that. Out comes Dustin Rhodes. QT Marshall falls after. 10 on 2 beat down. They make quick work of them. Uh, you know, Stu stopping on QT. Uno stopping on Dustin. Out comes Scorpio Sky swinging on all the numbers, clotheslining Uno out, staring Brody down, pointing at the champ. Anna Jay sneaks up, slaps him, and then Brody Lee clobbers the hell out of him. Brody tells Colt to follow. He and Anna get out the ring. He drags Uno up to get his case for letting this happen. You know, Uno apologizing as all three of them leave. Out comes Matt Cardona hitting a Rough Rider, tossing Stu Grayson out of the ring. And then you have Cardona, Scorpio, and the Natural Nightmare standing tall. So we won't know what's going to happen going forward. But um, what we do know is that next week, hopefully back into their normal time slot, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. on TNT, we get a matchup with uh, Pride and Powerful versus The Best Friends. We get a tune-up match with Jericho taking on the bad boy Joey Janela. A huge eight-man tag that will go into all as all out ramifications as the addiction and Private Party teaming up against the Young Bucks and the Jurassic Express. The winning foursome will then face each other at All Out. And of course, John Moxley taking on MJF's lawyer one-on-one. And if his MJF's lawyer, Mark, does not show up, MJF's titled shot disappears. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude this week's episode of Light the Fuse. When we come back, I got a little bit of AEW news. Talk about some things. Of course, we're going to talk about the uh, ratings from last night. AEW's plan for Cody Rhodes for the future. An AEW star discussing his frustrations with not being on TV. And a certain someone cracks the top of the PWI 500. We'll talk about who that is. If you weren't watching last night's episode of AEW Dynamite, I will tell you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, fellow wrestling fans. This is Will Tarashik of the Kings of the Rings podcast, the founder of that podcast, by the way. And if you have some extra money to shell out to support all Act Radio and our shows, that's what keeps our shows going for free, ladies and gentlemen. Go over to teespring.com and check out our Wrestle Addict Radio fan page with all of our merch, including T-shirts, mugs, coronavirus masks, uh, blankets, mugs again, because everyone loves mugs, T-shirts, I mentioned T-shirts, and anything else you can think of is there with all of our logos for Wrestle Addict Radio, the Kings of the Wings podcast, the Delight Show with Manch Chapel, the Young Lions Perspective, the Game Changer, and more. You can also get exclusive merch from each of us, of course, myself, Willie T, King Ricky Rose, the Queen B, Kate Murphy, and a bunch of other stuff. So go over to teespring.com and support our podcast, because that's how we do it 
for free with listener support. So go there, buy a shirt, buy a mug, buy a blanket, buy, 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 buy. And thank you for your continued support for Wrestle Addict Radio. Episode 246 of the YLP Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the last segment talking about Night the Fuse and last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Well, I want to get into a little bit of AEW news before we head out for the weekend. Got a few articles pulled up, all that good stuff. Before I even get into that news, let me talk to you a little bit about Patreon, if you will. Of course, patreon.com forward slash radio 17 cents a day as always doesn't get you much in this world doesn't even get you much a thing of bazooka joke gum with all the comments you know what I'm talking about but for 17 cents a day though on patreon.com you get exclusivity like no other think about this for 17 cents a day you get to be a part of the patreon chat we get to talk to patrons such as Jermaine, Quarantine, Jane, Vita, Slapped, all the other men, all the other patrons out there. Alright? As well as all of the members of WrestleMania Radio family, including myself, Mance, Nate, Fretz, Will, Keith, and King Ricky Rose himself. That, that in and of itself, for 17 cents a day, is quite wonderful. Also, also, you'll be able to have access to shows you won't hear anywhere else. Shows such as Love and War, hosted by Kate Murphy and Kate Ricky Rose, talking about the trials and tribulations of dating, not only as a professional wrestling fan, but as a professional wrestling podcaster. Of course, for us, it's Fade 5, and I believe he just finished up his SummerSlam top 10 matches, his uh, top 10. Uh, just in his 5 through 1, I believe, uh, recently. And I know he'll be coming with some more episodes very, very soon. But uh, if you're looking for anything top 5 related, Fretz is your main man for all of that. And, of course, you get to listen to the very exclusive Secret Files podcast hosted by yours truly. And I just finally came out with episode 2. Nice little two-parter for you guys with a very special guest and a collaboration that I've been wanting to do quite some time, but a subject that we wanted to discuss for quite some time, it is a very, very grand, kick-ass episode of the Secret Files Podcast, and I want to thank my special guest. They know who they are. Special guest knows who they are. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that is on there right now, and, uh, maybe sometime soon we'll be planning to release that episode to give you guys a taste of what we could be getting over on the Patreon side of things. But if that, that doesn't impress you, if that doesn't convince you enough, what if I told you that if you became a patron today, you'd be able to get an exclusive code? I can't tell you the code right now because you're not a patron, but if you became a patron except for 17 cents a day, of course, you'd be able to get an exclusive code that would allow you to get 15% off every single time you went over to our T-Spring stores and check out you can be part of Patreon family and you get to save money at the same time hey personally I think it's a win-win and on top of that you get to see yourself some wrestling addict 
Radio merch. All the stores have been revamped. Check out all the stores. Like collection, YLP collection, Rich collection, Friends of Media collection, 3 collection, Wrestling Addict Radio Original, Cambridge Wrestling collection. We still have the Pride collection on all, all of our stores. Revamped, all looking good and clean. 15% off every single time you check out. So, if this is something you're interested in and you want to consider it, head over to patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Addict Radio. Again, 17 cents a day, $5 a month gets you all of that. And just love and maybe much, much more. Patreon.com forward slash Russell Addict Radio. Consider being a patron today. And as I always say, always accepted, never expected. Let us, though, get into some news before we head out for the weekend. Got a couple articles pulled up. And I want to start off, of course, with the rating, with the uh, viewership rating. For AEW Dynamite. Now, they did not go up against NXT last night. So all you uh, raw goons out there want to talk about, oh, didn't didn't get the thing. Shout out. Separate things. Separate days. I know it'll be compared against NXT, even though they were on separate nights. So for this week, calling it a wash. uh, NXT was Wednesday. Dynamite was Thursday. Different days. Different stuff. Bees with the bees. Live with it. WrestlingInc.com, AEW Dynamite viewership up for Thursday night episode. How it fared against WWE NXT, and this is, of course, from my favorite professional wrestling writer in the game right now, Mr. Mark Middleton. The numbers have just been released for last night's AEW Dynamite episode on TNT, which aired at a different time slot due to the scheduled NBA games on TNT that ended up being canceled due to the boycott. Thursday's Dynamite episode drew... 813,000 viewers on TNT. As previously reported, Wednesday's NXT, which aired on its usual night, drew 824,000 viewers on the USA Network, topping the audience of Dynamite by 1.4%, according to Showbuzz Daily. AEW ranked number 11th in the cable top 150 for the 18 to 49 demographic and 74th in total viewership. Last Saturday's Dynamite episode drew 755,000 viewers and ranked number 5 in the cable top 150 and 59th in viewership. AEW drew a 2.29 rating in the 18-49 demo, while NXT drew a 0.24 in the same demo this week. Last week's AEW show drew a 0.31 rating in that demographic. Fox News Channel's Republican National Convention coverage at 10 p.m. topped the night in the 18-49 demo on the cable top 150 with a 1.19 rating. That same airing also topped the night on cable and viewership with 9.043 million viewers. Big Brother on CBS topped the night on network TV and viewership with an average of 3.99 million viewers. Big Brother also took the number one spot in the 18 to 49 demo with a 1.0 rating for the fifth week in a row. And where they at? Where they are right now? Um, of course, with their 2009 average and 2019 average, it doesn't matter. But for the last couple of weeks. Um, in August, the last uh, August episode, uh, 901,792,755, ending the month at 813,000. So not not a bad month for um, August, for, for August, I would say. Uh, went down a little bit in the middle of the month, uh, episodes 10 days apart, and then um, came back with 800 to end the, end the month of August. Not bad. Let's see, 901,792, we'll, we'll do math. 
Let's do math. Let's do a tad bit of math real quick. Right? I'm doing math. Don't mind me. I like doing math. I actually hate doing math, but when it's quick math, I, I can get it proper. Almost done. Almost done. I'll have to find a number in just a moment. So, for the month of August, it is a they combined, combined 3.261 million viewers. That's actually not that bad. That's actually a solid month. And if we do the division on that, they averaged about 815,000 viewers throughout the month of August. That's actually not bad. Actually not bad, to be truthfully honest. You know, 800, 800 viewers, 800,000 viewers an episode, that's not bad at all. Can't be mad at that. So and at least they ended the month on an up note. So we'll see how it goes. Going into their go-home show um, next, hopefully, I believe this coming Wednesday, um, we'll have all of that, and we'll wrap up everything going into All Out Weekend. And just so you know, I will not be doing any payback preview and predictions. I'm not doing it. Payback can kiss my ass. I watch it. You're not getting a good, bad, good, the bad, and the ugly either from me. Um, hell no. Hell no. To the no, no, no. I'm not doing it. Just not doing it. If you, if you were thinking about, if you were thinking that I was going to do a payback preview and predictions, um, no. That's an insult to my intelligence, and I ain't got time for that. But we'll move on. AEW's plan for Cody Rhodes' return. This is from ringsidenews.com from Felix Upton. AEW booked a hard-to-watch angle for fans of Cody Rhodes. His TNT title reign was ended in a squash match. This was followed by a brutal beatdown. Cody will be out of action for a while. Rumor has it, it has some, is that he has some sort of acting role in his friend Stephen Amell's upcoming Heels show. That pro wrestling-centered show could be a great place for the American Nightmare to rack up an acting credit. It was noted in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the current plan is to play up Cody's injury. And he will return in a big surprise later on. Quote, Cody will be out of action for quite some time. I am, really? Yeah, thank you. Um, They shot an injury angle where Brody Lee won the TNT title from him and he was stretchered out. Everything is being kept secret to build for a surprise return. The belief is that he's doing something involving an acting gig and thus was taking time off. But nobody will confirm that. Cody Rhodes was the first ever AEW TNT champion. Brody Lee can't take that credit from him, but he had no problem swiping that title. Now we'll have to see how long Brody Lee will continue as AEW TNT champion. Cody Rhodes might have a target set on the Exalted One whenever the time comes for his big return. All right. Hey. I mean, with the run, with the run that he had with the uh, TNT championship... You know, winning the title from Lance Archer, even though I still think that was a bad call, personally. Um, you know, after what happened with that, all that, hey, let him have some time off. Let him chill out, do some acting, sleep, rest, relax, still focus on AEW as much as he can. Working alongside his buddy Stephen Amell and, you know, 
do his acting thing. When the time is right, he'll make his return. Excuse me. And when he does, hopefully it'll be a solid angle. And maybe we'll get the rematch from Cody and Brody Lee somewhere down the line. We'll see how everything goes. But, I mean, if it's if he's going to do some acting stuff, hey. Far be it. Let him do what he do. Far be it from me to ever stop a man from doing what he wants to do. You know, do your thing. And hopefully it all works out for you, Mr. Cody. From WrestleTalk.com. AEW star discusses his frustrations with not being on TV. This is from Brian Joyce. With only two hours of television time per week, it is hard for AEW to please everyone. They have one of the most talented rosters in the world, but only a select few are used of Dynamite each week. One person who seems to be frustrated by this is Scorpio Sky. Sky has been primarily been used on AEW Dark of late. One of his recent promos from, featured him venting about not being used in Dynamite, which was then followed by him getting a TNT Championship match against Cody. Here's a quote from his interview with Bleacher Report Live, where he discussed his frustrations courtesy of Fightful. Quote, it's obviously been a little frustrating. It's obviously a little bit frustrating, I'm sorry. And I think that kind of came out in my interview on AEW Dark a few weeks ago. I understand that we have only have two hours of television time every week, and we have a lot of talents to showcase. So you're not going to be on as much as you like to be on. But I'm a competitor, man. And I want to get involved. I think about it a lot like sports in the sense that I feel like I should be a starter in the year. Kind of like, why am I coming off the bench? Why is this guy getting 30 minutes a night and I'm getting 12? So as I said a moment ago, I'm a competitor. And I'm, in always, and I'm, always, and I'm always going to want more. It's that mob mentality of always reaching for the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. So that's kind of what that was about. It was a little bit tongue-in-cheek. There was some serious seriousness to every joke, as they said. And quote. Sky was unsuccessful in his match against Cody, but he did appear on Dynamite this week. Together with Matt Cardona and the Natural Natural Nightmares, Sky fought off the Dark Order. I can understand his frustration. I can. But he's also got but I'm sure he also understand that um, not everybody's gonna be featured every single week unless you're a top draw. Of course, you know, we got the main storylines, MJF Moxley, uh, Jericho and Cassidy, got Brody Lee, you know, Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Darby, Darby Allen, you know, the whole tag team division, FTR, and Omega Page, and Young Bucks, and all this stuff. So I totally get how, you know, frustrated a man can be. You know, not every single week is going to be your week. You're not always going to be in the cards. It happens. Happens to the best of us. Um, not every show I do is going to be a A1 banger show. But I do do my best to give you the best quality show that I can. And that, that's all I can honestly do. To be truthfully honest with you guys. So I can understand this frustration, but it's going to, you know, you can't get everybody on the show. We can't. You can't just get everybody on there. That would be just uh, the, what I like to call the too many cooks spoiling the broth theory. A little seasoning in, a little seasoning there, a little too much pepper. It gets to the point where it's like, yeah. You know, you got to bide your time. It's unfortunate, but we're going to have to bide our time with that. You know, everybody, everybody, wants to get, uh, everybody wants to be on the main stage. Not everybody can be on the main stage sometimes. 
it means it's like that sometimes. It happens to the best of us. It really does. So not much we can do about that. Not much Scorpio Sky can do. Hopefully, soon enough, he'll get his time back on uh, with, you know, I was going to say WrestleMania Radio, <laughs> on uh, AEW Dynamite and be able to, you know, get a good feature on there. But for right now, it's not in the cards. But, you know, I think, I think he's supposed to be an eight-man tag with the dark, against the Dark Order uh, at All Out. So at least they'll get a little bit of run there. Maybe they'll have something going on for uh, Scorpio uh, this coming Wednesday. We'll see what happens with that. But I can totally, I can totally understand his frustration with everything. And to finish off this week's episode, episode two forty six of the YLP podcast, AEW. World Champion John Moxley tops the 2020 PWI 500. Now, for most of y'all, PWI 500 doesn't mean jack shit, um, and for most people, it really doesn't. Now, mostly, now most of y'all know. Uh, breaking the fourth wall here, it's kayfabe. Um, but yeah, hey, 500 of the best wrestlers that PWI thought was going to be at the list, and. They thought John Moxley was number one, and in this, in this next part, Adam Cole came in second. Ooh. This is from Aiden Gibbons. Since Pro Wrestling Illustrated started publishing the PWI back in 1991, it has become an annual event within the industry. Top names of professional wrestling have received the honor in the past, including Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns, Hulk Hogan, and Sting. Pro Wrestling Illustrated revealed yesterday John Moxley was ranked number one in the PWI 500 for 2020. The evaluation period to determine the rankings ran from July 1st, 2019 to June 30th, 2020. Wrestlers were ranked using the following criteria. Win-loss record. Very good start. Technical ability. Influence on the sport. Success against the highest grade of competition. Success against the most diverse competition. Activity. Very, very important. During the evaluation period. Moxley achieved enormous success in AEW. He remains undefeated in singles matches in the promotion and went on to capture the AEW World Championship for Chris Jericho at Revolution. He has held on to the title ever since. Now, here is the top 25 of who they have for the PWI 500. Moxley, number one. Adam Cole, number two. Chris Jericho, number three. Drew McIntyre at number four. Tetsuya Naito, five. Kazuchika Okada at six. Cody Rhodes at 7, 8, Seth Rollins, 9, Kofi Kingston, rounding out the top 10, AJ Styles. Now, it bees what it bees. 11, Keith Lee, 12, Brock Lesnar, 13, Kenny Omega, 14, Roman Reigns. I'm sure some of you Roman Reigns fans out there are butthurt as fuck. But remember, he was out for a couple months. COVID, deal with it. 15, Nick Aldis. 16, Bray Wyatt. 17, Kota Ibushi. That's actually a surprise on there. 18, Rush. 19, Braun Strowman. That's adorable. 20, Jacob Fatu. Very nice goal there. 21, Will Ospreay. MJF is at number 22. Aleister Black. Number 23 on the list. That's a shocker. 24, uh, Kento Miyahara. I do not know this man, but I 
I'm curious, you know, if he has made the list, he must be of some importance now, isn't he? And 25, rounding out the top 25, Valter. That's not a bad list. I would take a couple of names off there. I would take Strowman out. I would take Roman out. Um, just because reasons. Um, but everything, everybody else, uh, besides uh, Miyahara, because I don't know nothing about Miyahara-san, um, I'm okay with, besides uh, Strowman, for the most part. And I guess Reigns. But these would be. But yeah, that's not a bad 25. Not a bad 25 right there. I mean, top five, Moxley, Cole, Jericho, McIntyre, Naito. I'm not mad at that. And rounding out the top 10, Okada, Rhodes, Rollins, Kingston, and Styles. I can rock with that. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that top 10. I'm not mad at that top 10. I'm really not. Actually, I'm really not mad at the top 10. I would not actually. I wouldn't change anything on this list, on the top 10. I would not. I would probably maybe think about putting Keith Lee in there. But, again, Woodenvoss record was the most important one. So I can understand where they're coming from with that. Other than that, yeah, I'm, per- I'm perfectly fine with the top 10. I'm okay with it. Perfectly fine. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Good 25. Not a bad 25 this year. And congratulations to Mr. Moxley being number one in the PWI 500. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 246 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show and the week in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 247 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 246 of the YLP Podcast. Talking about like the views in AEW Dynamite. I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. And the world! Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, concerns, opinions, what you thought about eight last night's episode of AEW Dynamite? What you thought about um, this past weekend, last weekend, with the um, SummerSlam weekend? My thoughts on any of the shows, anything at all you want to discuss, sound off. Let your voice be heard. Leave your boy a voice message over on anchor.fm slash perspective. Leave a comment over on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com and leave a voice message over on anchor.fm slash radio. On the Wrestle Addict Radio side of things, make sure you put YLP in the title so I know that you're talking to me personally. And if I like what you bring it to the table, if I like what you're talking about, if I like what you're saying, I'll have no problem featuring you on a future episode of the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters. Gab, Parlor, all that good stuff. Send a text message, slide in your friends' DMs, and do not hesitate to use that Facebook Messenger as well. It's very easy to use. Getting the word out there, share it with a friend. Tell them about it. They think if you think that your friend will like what I bring to the table in terms of the rest of the podcasting, hey, send them a message to them. Hey, listen to this guy, Mr. YLP. Really cool. He's a really cool dude. That's great, you know podcast, think about the right up your alley what you like to listen to. And if your friend likes
likes it, boom, that adds a number number member to the YLP universe. Not only that, you can also he or she can also explore the world of Wrestle Attic Radio, listening to shows such as Kings of the Rings, the Light Show, and of course the Game Changer Podcast. Never, never, never really hurts anybody whatsoever. Of course, in these in these unprecedented quarantine times, we here at Wrestle Attic Radio provide you a sense of comfort and solace when you come home to or listen to on your way home, listen to when you're out without all that good stuff. Because we here at Kings of the Rings Podcast, the YLP Podcast, the Game the Podcast, and the Light Show of Match Bell. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, we are not only the cure for the common wrestling podcast, but we are without a doubt 100% then now and forever the alternative the professional wrestling podcast and that we are here to stay now I know most of y'all do not have the anchor app not hurt my feelings whatsoever everybody has their own favorite you know apps for their podcasting needs and all that good stuff not hurt my feelings whatsoever but if you think for one dang second that you're just find that you were just an anchor.fm ambiguous podcast solution sort of thing, my friend. You are sadly mistaken because with the anchor app, if this episode of the podcast will distribute to across all different platforms, several even, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, Castbox FM, Radio Public, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good. Old spot of five. Bam! Search for the YLP podcast. Kings of Rings podcast, the Game Changer podcast, and the Light Show of Match Bell across all these different platforms. You should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can follow me on my social media. Yes, I have social media and I'm quite active on it. It bees what it bees, but if you want to follow me on my social media, Let's go over to the Twitter sphere. You can follow me over there at Suede Senator War. That's S U E D E S E N A T O R, capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday. SmackDown Live every Friday night, unless I have a prior obligation, in which I will remind, I will tell you guys over on Twitter that I will not be live tweeting this that evening. Every WWE live pay per view. Unfortunately for me, I will be live tweeting for payback this Sunday night. God bless my soul, and hopefully I don't lose my sanity while doing so. Every AEW live pay-per-view, and I will be live tweeting for AEW All Out next Saturday night, September 5th. The first pay-per-view of September, and they're kicking it off with a damn good bang ending the summer in proper fashion. Every NXT and NXT UK Takeover special. Now, I believe War Games will be the next one. Uh, actually, no, October is going to have a uh, Takeover special. Uh, we still don't know what type of theme we're going to be looking for whatsoever. But I believe it, uh, NXT will be having one in the month of October, as well as NXT UK's return to Takeover special with NXT Takeover Dublin going down, of course, October 25th. And yeah, of course, NJPW is back, and y'all know dang well that we are getting ever so close 
to the beginning of the G1 Climax Tournament, one of the most prestigious, if not the most prestigious tournament on the planet for professional wrestling. That will start in the towards the end of September, and y'all want to stay tuned because I'm going to keep up with it as much as possible, and I will be covering it. I'll be covering it as much as I can. Of course, I will be doing the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was G1 Climax Finals weekend towards the middle of October. This is going to be a fun time. But I guess when it's 3.30 in the morning, I went to the bathroom and I can't go back to sleep because, well, reasons. I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Make sure I am good on that. Oh, Instagram. You want to follow me over there? The mothership of everything that is YLP. You can follow me over there at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. Memes. In case you missed it, updates, breaking news, whenever I do find find the time to actually put it out there. Um, Social Saturday is now a thing. I will be posting a question every Saturday on my IG story, so make sure to follow me over there. Uh, please do DM me your memes. If you got any Fire Pro Wrestling memes, send them to me. I like to see them. If you're bringing the best to the table, I will no problem tag putting you, your meme, on my page for the entire YLP universe to see. Okay? And I will tag every single member of the Wrestle Attic Radio family, and make sure you get your 15 minutes of magnificent excellence for your day, for your wonderful efforts of memes. Because pro wrestling memes are funny as hell. You know it, I know it. So DM me your best best pro wrestling memes. If I like it, you get you will be put on my page. No problem. All that good stuff. Promise you. But I'll put that on everything. All right? And if you also want to find me over on Facebook, yes, I am on Facebook, a shocker to everyone as well. You can find me there at Young Lions Perspective. Or if you want to search on Facebook, search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. All right? Like the page, share it, follow it. We got over 100 followers over there. I want to thank every single one of my 100, follow, 100 plus followers over there. Share it. Share it with a friend. Let them know I'm over there as well. All of my Instagram posts do link to my uh, Facebook. So you get pretty much the same post over on Instagram as you would on Facebook. All that good stuff and everything in between. Follow me on all these platforms. Stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast. Looking over to the judges to ensure I fulfill my obligations for this week. And we, I believe we are looking at, hmm, I believe Burma we are looking at over the judges. And no, they're pretty much doing, they're mad at Taiwan about something. Singapore, again, looking good. And I'm good to go. So... There will be no payback review this coming Monday. I refuse to do a review for a pay-per-view one week after a big four. I'm not doing it. It's not going to happen. I will watch that pay-per-view. I will endure my that pain for all of you. You're welcome in advance, okay? But this coming Monday, all the news that's fit for me to talk about. Yes, we come back to... News of the weekend. All the news that I will be able to find throughout the weekend. And I know there's going to be a lot of news coming out. I know NXT new, NXT UK news is coming out. I'm sure there will be a lot of AEW news, a lot of NXT news, a lot of news. So I'm going to find as much as I possibly can, get it all taken care of, talk about it, and get it ready for you guys for Monday. Other than that, guys, enjoy your weekend. Uh, to all my people in the Northeast, I know we're going to get hit with some rain. It gon' rain. Okay. It bees with a bee. Stay safe. Uh, for all of you, uh, for all my people in uh, any of the states that were hard hit by Hurricane Laura, my deepest sympathies go out to you. Um, 
and your families. I hope you guys can rebuild quickly and take care of all that because I know I've been I've been involved. I've been I dealt with Hurricane before. I dealt with Hurricane Sandy. I've dealt with tropical storms before when I lived in Myrtle Beach, and it is no joke. It is honestly no joke. It is, it is definitely no joke. Um, so my deepest sympathies, thoughts, and prayers do go out to those um, who are dealing with that right now. Uh, if there's any way you can donate anything, clothes, anything of the matter, anything for pet stuff, please do help out for the cause any way you can, in the, especially in these times that we got going on. Do your best to actually give a shit for at least, you know, one day and just be able to donate something to the cause, whether it be money, clothes, pet stuff, anything of the sort, please donate it and, you know, make sure and make sure it's for a company that actually will get it down to where it needs to go. Sometimes companies aren't like that, but make sure if you are donating, make sure that you are donating to companies that are going to get it to where it needs to go in the areas hardest hit by the hurricane. All right. That's the least I can say to you guys. Other than that, y'all, if you're going to watch Payback, my condolences to your sanity as always. We will endure this together. And other than that, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you guys right back here this Monday for episode 247 of the YLP Podcast. See This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.